Welcome to This Versus That, Making Wedding Decisions with Kelly McWilliams. This podcast is for you if you're making a wedding decision and want to know what to consider before saying I do to all the things that will make your wedding experience a great one. I'm your host, Kelly McWilliams, and I'm so glad to be a part of your wedding planning journey. In each episode, you can count on me and my expert wedding co-hosts to give you everything it takes to make the best decisions for the wedding that you're dreaming of. I have a feeling that this episode is going to be a surprise to most of you. And that is because I think the greater majority of everyone listening, including me, really didn't even consider having a professional MC at their wedding. Because frankly, I didn't realize this existed and I don't know that it has for a long time. Anyway, this is a great episode because we're going to learn all about what it means to have a professional MC for your wedding. Yeah, traditionally you would have the band leader or the DJ, sometimes a family friend or just a friend MC your wedding. This is a whole new level of MC, and I'm very excited to share all of this with you. You're going to notice within this episode, it's a little bit different from our traditional um, this versus that, because I felt like we had so much information just to explain what it means to have a professional MC there. So Hang on tight. It's a good one. And if you have any questions about this, of course, reach out to myself or Artem. Let me go ahead and introduce you to Artem. Artem Lomaz has been continuously redefining the role of the wedding and event MC. Whether accompanying a DJ or band, the award-winning master of ceremonies, honored twice as entertainer of the year in his career, is known to industry insiders as a meticulous performer with a refined presentation style and personalized methodology that captures the spirit and character of each of his clients' events. Artem is known for combining hospitality and etiquette and ultimately helping bring wedding storyboards to life. Please listen closely to this one. While I'm not sure it's appropriate for every wedding, it is definitely appropriate for some weddings, and I can just see it. Well, just listen. It's so good. Let's talk to my friend, Artem. Hi, Artem. It's good to see you. It's always good to see you, Kelly. Uh, I'm excited about this episode. Let me explain why, everybody. I didn't know professional MCs existed until I met Artem. And now I'm a little bit obsessed with the idea for a few reasons, mostly the the biggest reason is because unfortunately I've had weddings where we had bands or club DJs that really truly don't know the first thing about how a wedding is supposed to roll out or to keep it refined or anything like that. And from my perspective, this fixes that. Yeah, Artem? I hope so. Yes, yeah. it absolutely does. Uh, that <laughs> is... Yeah, There's so. more to it than that. And I know that. And we're going to talk about all that. But for, I'm just telling you as a wedding planner, y'all, that if you are 
anywhere in that stage of like not hiring a wedding band or wedding DJ, even if you are in Arnhem, I think you're probably going to tell us why we can still use you if that's the case. Um, number one reason that you should be listening very well into this episode. Okay, so let's do this first. Let's. I've already told them about your business and you know and how you know all that information sure. in your bio. But if you could explain why you're a professional at this, or even maybe explain a little bit like why you evolved into this. Yeah, absolutely. First and foremost, Kelly, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. I'm I love a, you. Only not a uh, a big fan of the podcast, a big fan of yours, of course, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also just very honored to be here. I, I love this conversation. So to really hop into things, essentially, when I started my business, it really was a DJ company at its core. And okay. everyone's tried. I can tell you, I can bring people in and they they try to teach me how to DJ. And you know what? I just <laughs> don't have it. Um, and that's okay, right? Not everyone is how, musically inclined. How incredible is that of you to be so upfront and honest about that? I am the same. You ask me to name a song, I go blank. I go I blank. Can, I can name songs and I can understand what songs might work with a specific crowd. But when you're asking me to DJ, which I define as blending music and mm-hmm. going from one song seamlessly into another with the beat matching and people not noticing that I'm now putting lyrics over lyrics or song over song, mm-hmm. uh, just like the best friend in fourth grade who tried to teach me how to play drums, it wasn't happening. So it it just was not clicking for me musically. And I said, you know what? I really don't care because I've been putting myself on as the MC at every event that we book when we Mm -hmm. were a DJ company. And Mm -hmm. I kept doing that. And I'm like, really, I'm going to focus really just on that. I'm going to focus on that. I'm going to become the best possible MC that I can become. And then I will just bring in the DJs and, and or bring in either some of my DJs that I like working with or tell the clients independently, they can bring in whoever they want, whether that's a DJ or a band. Cool. A couple years into that, I had another production company reach out to me and say, we have a couple, their planner is asking about you because they want to use our people for production and a specific DJ we have, but they want you to MC. Are you opposed to that? Or are you willing to come in and coordinate with us? And in my head, I'm like, I don't even know I could do that. Of course I'm in. That's fantastic (laughs) because that's all I want to do. Yeah. And eventually I started to realize that I'll give you some insight here, some background secrets to you and the listeners. I was subcontracting my photo booths. I was subcontracting my my lighting. Mm -hmm. And I realized that me and all my friends and colleagues and competitors, we were subcontracting basically from the same people. Got it. I was like, I'm not, that's not the differentiator. I'm the differentiator. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I realized that, I looked back to take you back even further. I looked back at my advertising history. So I used to work in advertising before I fell into the event industry. And in advertising, in a creative agency, and and think like Mad Men, Don Draper, in a creative agency, the ones that create the advertising, there's always a copywriter and an art director. There's actually a very Mm -hmm. good documentary called Art and Copy about the ad industry and about the creative process. Okay. And they throw those two people into the same room. They coordinate together. They talk together. They throw ideas back and forth at each other. But at the end of the day, it's ultimately two different responsibilities. It's the person that writes the, the copy, the idea, the words, and then the person mm-hmm. that puts together the art, whether that's yeah. literally the 
magazine print ad or that's the direction for the television spot, whatever it may be, those are two people working on art and then separately on copy. So going from that, that's when I decided I'm always going to have at least a two-person operation, meaning an MC and a DJ. And then when working with bands, I started to realize that a lot of band leaders default to the role. They don't necessarily want the role. Exactly. Um, So I just kind of figured, well, if I can come in and take on that role, that is something that a lot of people aren't doing and and a lot of people aren't even thinking about. To your point earlier, you didn't even know that that's a role that could exist. Yeah. And when I discovered it, I was like, yeah, that's the role I want. And I'm going to become the go-to person in the industry to make that something that can help facilitate your events for your couples. Yeah. And you know what? I love where it helps logistically and guys listening, this is one of those things that you wouldn't know, you wouldn't even think about for your wedding, but all of the times that bands are going for breaks, there's often something that has to happen right before or right after that makes the band leader have to stay just to do the talking while the rest of the band is off breaking. So having a MC there alleviates that, allows the band leader to really just focus on the music, which really, isn't that what you want them to do? Like, let it be, let them be the, you know, focus in on what their core is, like what they're supposed to be doing. Instead of, call this person's name now, let everyone know where the cake is at. And, right. oh, don't forget about where the photo be. I know your job is more than that, Artem, but, you know, but no, I'm just saying point, those are little things that, totally. you know, the the band leader should be worried about the band. Yeah. And really, that's it. Let so. the artist be the artist. Yes. Whether yes, that's yes, a yes. band, whether that's a DJ, I look at them as artists. And I also want minimal... Um, I'm going to, I'm trying to think of a better word, but I want minimal bothering of them from the guests too. I want to be that liaison where I think actually you and Clint in, in previous episodes had discussed mm-hmm. it, Clint Wiley, yeah. about how guests come over with a band. It's really hard to make requests. Yeah. And even with DJs, it's hard to make requests, especially when they're in it, they're in the zone. So I kind of try to intervene and be like, what do you want to hear? Okay, I'll talk to them and then we'll decide when they'll decide when they want to do it, that kind of thing. Oh, and there's I a lot of stuff it. that's not even on the microphone, right? So if you came up to me or a planner comes up to me and says, hey, uh, cake cutting was supposed to be in five minutes, but it's really in 10. And I'll say, okay, now instead of one song or two songs, it'll be in four songs. I can mm-hmm. go and give the heads up off the microphone, but I can give that heads up to the couple. And that's sort of thing where you don't want that on the microphone to begin no. with, <laughs> right? And so meanwhile, while I'm doing that, you can go in in the kitchen or you can go somewhere else, talk to the photographer, videographer. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that we can partner with each other to do all that behind the scenes work where I think we joke around all the time where when things are on fire, our job is just to make sure that people don't know it's on fire. Yes, exactly. Without the fire, but make sure nobody even knew it existed in the first place. Yes. Keep the smoke out the room. Correct. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just a matter of handling the on-microphone responsibilities, of course, and then the off-microphone, which a lot of it is intangible. A lot of things people don't see. And sort of the gift and the curse of that is that they don't see it and they shouldn't see it. But because they right. don't see it, they don't know what's really happening. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, that's yeah. 
it falls on the band leader or DJ and the planner to get all of that. And you're right. There's so much that people don't see when it's time for something to happen. You know, my job is to make sure every time something, a protocol is supposed to happen, first dance, a parent dance, a cake cutting, that the couple is in the room, that both sets of parents are in the room, the photographer knows, the videographer knows that the staff is ready to bring the salads out the second that we're done with it. Like there's just so many people to communicate with and then letting guests know on top of that. So, so much, there's so much and it's all behind the scenes. You know, no one is knowing all of this is happening. So, yeah. Absolutely. I mm-hmm. actually can't help but like think about a recent wedding I did where we were thinking about just that very thing. The planner told me the brother of the groom is not in the room. Now, I understand that that's not a parent and right. it's not someone that's it's still part of the someone couple. important. It's a VIP to the couple. Right? Yes. And so I have a microphone and I always look at myself as a vocal representative of the couple to their guests. And I feel like that's a big responsibility. And me being able to wait and not say anything until they're ready or on the other side of things, say something and fill, right? Filler until that moment is ready. So it's deciding all of that pretty much in the moment. I just think that as a vocal representative, you want someone that's an orator as well, that understands how to orate and, and give ideas out, understands the value of public speaking. But then also the artists are separate. You know, the, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not here to say that DJs can't MC. Of course they can. Of course they, they can make announcements. Of course they can. Of course. Right. But imagine being able to alleviate so they could really do better at the job that they were. If like, everyone's at 100% capacity. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Right. I'm just going to tell one story real quick and then we're, we're going to get to this versus that. Sure. One of those times right now in this moment, I'm like, dang, it would have been good if Artem was there. <laughs> It was the last wedding. At my last wedding, the bride, right after the, uh, what happened? Which dance was it? Mother, we did the mother-son dance first and then the Mm father-daughter. And there was a reason why we did it opposite. Sure. After the mother-son dance, right at, I mean, literally, they're walking off the dance floor Someone runs up to me and says, the bride has a bloody nose. Okay. So I I turned to look where she was at. I saw the napkin under her her nose. I just got, sounded really quiet there because I put the, my fingers (laughs) under my nose, guys. You can't see me doing that, but Arden's here laughing because, um, so. It adds to it. It adds to the story. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, So I run to the bride and said, head to the bathroom, and then I had to run across the room to the band who was like half a second from asking for her and her dad to come to the dance floor to stall. Like, let's open up the dance floor. It wasn't even just that part of it. It was that it wasn't a 13-second or 30-second bloody nose, unfortunately. It was a 20-minute one. Mm. So during this time, I was constantly running back and forth from where she was at and she was being well taken care of to the band leader to continuously update him on like one more song. No, add two more. Add one more song. I think we're good. 
And then also reschedule the timeline for, okay, when are we actually going to get her dance in with her dad? So, gosh, it would have been great to have you there for that one because you could have just been dealing with the band while I was taking care of her in the bathroom. So just not that things like that happen often, but they happen often enough, not bloody noses, but, you know, where we have to, we have last minute, like on the fly, that was a big fire, but there, there, sure. I mean, there are, there are fires, yeah. things like that happen. But even okay. little fires, even yeah, little even fires, fire. you still got to put yeah. out. You know, yeah, the beauty of a live event, out. beauty of a live event, nothing really mm-hmm. will go according perfectly to plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so let's get into the okay before actually before we go to pros and cons, this mm-hmm. versus that. Yeah. Can you? explain like and define a little bit more about what you would traditionally do at a wedding someone let's say someone hires you hires a professional MC, whether it's you or anyone else what kind of information goes out before what happens at the actual weddings just so we have everyone understands fully what it is that you or any professional MC would do absolutely I think that the responsibility of a professional MC, regardless of event, but specifically a wedding, Mm -hmm. is that it's someone that's a vocal representative retelling that couple's story to their guests in a way where it brings their storyboard to life. And what I really mean by that is that it's someone who can value the art of storytelling by getting all the information that they can about the couple. So I'll ask a variety of questions. Some of them are very relevant to the wedding. Some of them may not be relevant, but it can give me something to work off of where I know that if I know that piece of information, maybe I could use that to personalize a specific moment. So an MC is always looking for not necessarily creating the moments. I'm not a big believer in forcing the moment, Yeah, but mm-hmm. I'm a believer in enhancing a moment. So when something hold, happens. Hold on, Artem. Yeah. I think I just had like, oh, that's what you're doing. You're not just going up and talking about things that are going to happen. You are, you're orating. You're like the officiant from the ceremony where they are doing everything they can to personalize it. But you're doing that for the reception so that it all feels like their wedding reception. Like it's about them. It's about the people that are in the room. Am I right? (gasps) <gasps> Absolutely. 100%. I like the epiphany. That's all the sound effects. I love it. Oh my gosh. But I wish yeah. you could, I wish you guys could see me because like my <laughs> jaw dropped and I'm, I'm sure you saw the look at my face when it clicked yeah. because I didn't realize I had. And now I'm completely obsessed because I, I thought it was just taking care of things, but this sure. is far beyond taking care and care of things. This is making it better. Like yes. so much better. It's an <gasps> elevation, right? You're elevating the experience. Because yes. I think of things like what you just said, where you're making their wedding personal, where I yeah. feel like a lot of us go to a lot of weddings. And even I'm not talking about us wedding professionals, people who are listening. There might be a month where you're going to three or four weddings right? in that month. So yeah. let's say you've been to several weddings and it really, at that point, you subconsciously already know the formula. And that kind of <laughs> sucks, right? When you're in it like really the midst of, yeah, when you're like on wedding three or four or four or four, and you're like, all right, I know what the deal is. Let's cut the cake so I can go home. That's not great. That's not truly personal. I want something that's like, wow, that was really Kelly and Kelly's wedding. That was really them, right? It really had a personal stamp 
of their personality. So if um, a couple tells me. I love that you remembered my husband's name. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's okay. Thank you for that. That was it's very hard sweet. to forget. Yes, absolutely. Okay, sorry. I will say, no, it's okay. The example that I like to use is when a couple tells me they're close with their grandparents. Mm -hmm. I try to say, okay, well, how can we incorporate them? So something as simple as cake cutting. I try to incorporate grandparents into cake cutting. They just call them mm -hmm. up. But you know how like special to a grandparent that is? That's a big deal. Yeah, it's a and big deal. And when people are moving away from traditional elements, some things, sure, I'm glad to see the bouquet and garter toss, fine, no problem. <laughs> I, those can go. I'm yeah. glad to see the garter removal and toss die. But yeah. when someone's doing cake cutting the same 100 times in a row, I can understand why people are tired of it and they want to see it go. Yeah. But if you incorporate little things into it where it's just cutting a piece of a cake, it's not that big of a deal. However, mm -hmm. if you add a grandparent into it, you've just like elevated it by a thousand. Oh my gosh. I love this. Right? I wish you guys something... could see the huge smile on my face. Like <laughs> this, this has just made such a huge difference on every level. I love yeah. that, Artem. I love it. Yeah. And then at the same time, it's someone who can bring that storyboard, bring those ideas to life by mm -hmm. orating, like you said, at the mm -hmm. event. It's someone who understands storytelling. It's someone who understands appropriate alliteration, right? Just understanding yeah. how the rule of three comes into play, how, how storytelling basically helps elevate someone's experience. So it's kind of like, hopefully you'll appreciate this with your background. A lot of times I feel like a lot of people are sitting there and watching a celebration. I don't want them watching the celebration. I want them incorporated into the celebration. They're not watching oh. a wedding on television. Yes. Right? They're there. They're involved. I don't care if you're the last person on the guest list and you might not know anything about the couple, but by the time we're done with you, a professional MC will make sure that you at least felt incorporated into the celebration. I love this so much. I have a question right off the bat. Yeah. While doing this, does it seem like there's a lot of talking? Because that's the only thing I'm thinking. Like, does this pull away from dance time? Because I can see that being a hesitation. Like, I can see that being a con yeah. in the this versus that. If Absolutely. That is a wonderful question. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I don't, I'm not aware of the connotations that the term MC brings. Yeah. I, one time I had a meeting with a couple and they reached out to me about like two days later and they said, I'm glad we had the meeting because when you said MC over the phone, it conjured up images of someone in a powder blue suit walking around and just telling like hacky <laughs> jokes. I'm yes. like, well, I don't. I mean, there's a market for everything. So I'm not yeah. going to say that that doesn't exist. But I feel like a good MC will understand when it is the appropriate time to simply shut up and not say anything. Yeah. And I, my personal theory and everybody that I coordinate with and all my mentors and all the colleagues that I spend time with from an MC perspective, understand that don't sacrifice dance time, don't sacrifice the packed dance floor. And that's what I mean by creating moments or enhancing them. If there's okay. a packed dance floor and everybody's got their hands up, I'm not going to yell, put your hands up. It's already happening, <laughs> right? So that's where I feel like a good MC can really figure out a way to elevate a moment or simply leave mm -hmm. a moment alone because it's already yeah. doing what it needs to do. Yeah. Right? So it's kind of like you can, you can throw the match into the fire, but if it's already burning pretty heavily, what does that do? Right. Exactly. Oh, okay. So I'm so glad that I brought that up and kind of... Yes, thank you. Like, yeah. 
Because yeah. I feel like I feel like that would be the number one reason why people would think no. We, sure. we don't want to pull away from it. But if this is actually going to make things just so much better for everyone sitting there and not make it feel like okay, that guy's talking again or anything like that. Like it actually makes them feel better about this place that they're in. Like the the it's a it's not just a move from a move from a move from a move. Now it's time for cake cutting and now it's time for you to hit the dance floor. And now you have to sit down and here comes your salads. Like there's Yeah. yeah. It's pacing and, and flow. It's the facilita- yeah. facilitation of the pacing and the flow. But it's also understanding what's going on. It's really essentially it's think of it as a public speaker, an orator who mm-hmm. also understands a wedding run of show. That's right. what are the yeah. things that are supposed to happen at a wedding? Okay, great, great. Okay, so let's talk a little bit, Artem, about the pros and cons of having a professional MC there versus well, having one or not, you know, right. really what it comes down to. And sure. I feel like there's different we should talk about the pros and cons considering that we've always used wedding band leaders and DJs for that role. So it's, you know, you're that or having a professional MC. But the big one is we've hired what is not a professional wedding band, like a bar band. Or right. a club DJ, which they're great at being DJs, but in a club and really don't understand weddings. And then additionally, my uncle's going to MC. Yes. That's quite or, common, unfortunately. That's yeah. <laughs> quite common. Yeah. Quite common. And so, and you know, I think that's quite common depending on where in the world you are. That, right. you know, there are some places where that is just always the way that it's done. So again, because I haven't had you or a professional MC come in, I'm going to need your, you to help me with this a little bit, yeah. but let's kind of take, I feel like we've kind of hit on all the pros for you for having sure. your professional. Is there anything else that we left out that we, you should like bring up about it? That I think the, the thing I can do and I can pretty much fit this into the conversation at some point is just say mm-hmm. that even though there is a market for everybody, if there is that quote unquote cheesy MC, everything is subjective. So if someone uses the game show voice and wears <laughs> shiny suits, that doesn't mean that they're bad. A bad MC is just someone who doesn't remember the names. A bad MC is someone Uh-oh. who says, ladies and gentlemen, 600 times in a wedding. Right? Oh. But everything is subjective. So I'm not going to say that it has to be someone that's refined and elegant. Yeah. I think that's something I want the listeners to know. Cause a lot of listeners might be thinking, I don't want a refined and elegant celebration. I want like a backyard barbecue type of feel. You still need an MC for that. Yep. You sure do. You sure do. Yeah. So I think we can kind of squeeze that in. Yeah. And then, um, I want to tell one more story. Can I tell, I'm going to tell one more story. Yeah, please. Um, and this is one of those things where I know this would not have happened had the band leader been able to focus on just like, just let him be the band leader, let him be in charge of the band, let him play the music. We had another recent wedding where the band leader, even though he had had the opportunity and took the opportunity to have a meeting in advance with the clients just before the wedding week, 10 days ahead of time, Mm -hmm. still did not introduce everyone correctly. And it wasn't even just, they said the mother bride's name incorrectly. 
they introduced everyone out of order, meaning he introduced the parents again with the wrong name and then introduced the couple and forgot about the wedding party. And so then I had to run out of the room and to the back of the room and like, what are you doing? Mouthing this, of course, with my hands in the air. (laughs) And, uh, it took a second for him to realize. And he's like, oh, instead of introducing the bride and groom at this time. And I'm like, so it was like, it was horrible for everyone. It was awkward for everybody. Had we had a professional MC there, that, that, that's what they would have done. You know, and he would have been, you know, just right. ready to roll with the music, you know, and all of that time yeah. that the couple had spent going over all of that stuff with him on that hour long phone call could have been with like probably a shorter amount of time and invested with you or another professional MC and it would have gone flawlessly and most likely better. So, uh, sure, you know, like just a better kind of introduction, you know, or something like that. So, yeah, another part of it is even when mistakes do happen and they're very visible, a professional MC should also be able to handle that figure out a way to turn the audience off of that mistake or away from it and turn it to something else where we can fix it on site. Yeah, that did not happen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry to hear. (laughs) You know, it's it's not that it happens often, often, but it happens often enough where I fully see how this would completely alleviate it. Uh, Like in in more than one way. Like I said, there's the phone call where we, you know, they took the time to have that like get set up, like right. how to pronounce all the names. And this is the order we want everything to be in. And um, there was, you know, me trying to scream to him, I need to cut the cake. Please remind them where the dessert table is. Don't forget about this where, you know, you know, again, just the same things yeah. we talked about earlier. Okay. So do you run into this a lot where they fill out their paperwork and they fill out everybody's names and then last minute they're like, oh, but Michael wants to be called Mike. So those are just, even that is a little thing where you have to ask it a right. month or a week or whatever it is before. Right. When, you know, in their minds, the DJ and the um, the band leader's minds, their real big focus, what they are good at and they know what they, what they want to put their time into is the music, which is where it should be, you know? That's where their talent is. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, Okay. All right. So which, uh, so we talked about the different kinds of, uh, I don't want to say replacements, but I'm trying to think of alternate alternates. Yeah. Alternatives like, uh, alternatives. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I don't even know if that's the right word. I'm at a loss of words these these days. I'm still trying to catch up, (laughs) but okay. So there's options. Let's talk. Yeah. Options. Let's first talk about uncle Larry doing the MC work. I, let me tell you from a wedding planner perspective, what I have seen and experienced with this. Mm -hmm. Uncle Larry signs up for it. He's really excited to do this. And maybe he's done it at a wedding before. Maybe he's done it at your cousin's wedding and, and it went great. But maybe at your wedding, your signature drink was his favorite drink of all time. So Uncle Larry, even though he's, got a job and a role at the wedding, he is still your guest and he is going to be your guest for the entire wedding, including the reception. He is not a vendor. So although he knows what he's supposed to do, 
it may be more difficult to have to get him to do it because he may be enjoying the cocktails. One, um, he might be in the middle of his dinner and doesn't want to get up at that time or, you know, um, to go do an announcement because a lot of times we have to do announcements or something is happening in the midst of dinner. And it's awkward to pull him away from his hot steak or his mm-hmm. fresh fish um, to come up to say, can we get everyone up here for the Hamilton photo, you know, or something like that. Right. Um, yeah. Hamilton university or I just made that up. <laughs> sure. Um, so those, and it's difficult for, um, a planner or coordinator to even grab those people for that. But if you don't have a planner coordinator, uncle Larry's here on his own and he's got like, just there's no one to necessarily remind him of when these things need to happen or if something got like, got this, um, the, the timeline is off for one reason or another. The kitchen was running late. The kitchen's running ahead. We need to do things a little bit sooner. Um, not everyone is in the room. There are so many things that can go wrong. And when you don't have any kind of professional leading the way there, everything can go wrong. So of course that I would say that's number one, number one con for having a guest as you're also as your MC. Totally. On the flip side of that, imagine Uncle Larry does all the research and everything goes as well as it can go without Uncle Larry being professional let's say he does a great job and everybody's super happy. The person who will not be happy is uncle Larry. Cause he didn't get a chance to be a guest. Exactly. Exactly. Right? And he's he like, didn't, so at that point he put in work. Yeah. He didn't realize when he signed up for this, he was probably feeling so honored that you asked that he, he's not putting that together that he's right. going to be working at the reception. And let me tell you, there are so many things that happen at your reception if you when you when you get your wedding timeline, guys, and you see like it's one through eighteen at almost every wedding that is start to finish. Uncle Larry's part of one through eighteen. One mm-hmm. through eighteen, he has a list there in front of him that he has to hit. It's not he is no longer a guest. He is no longer no, a guest. I mean, he can have and as someone no, as someone that is a professional MC that's been a guest at weddings. We make the worst guess because we're always analyzing anyway, yeah. I guess, as we're seeing things happening. But you think about the fact that a, a guest wants to be a guest. So for me, even now, I'm like, it's, it's either or. Either you're hiring me to come in and be a professional mm-hmm. and deliver, or I'm a guest. I, there's no way you can split that. Because then again, it goes back to not everyone is at 100% capacity. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so... uh I mean, is, I can't think of any anything else we would say about having a friend or family member as an MC. Or I would that... say the the only pro I can imagine with having a friend it would be someone that already knows the yeah. ins and outs of the couple. Mm-hmm. Like they they really would know how to personalize that, or they know that information. You know, I wonder, Artem, is there room for? And maybe this has happened, and maybe it hasn't. For someone to reach out to you as the the uh, maybe the uncle Larry reaches out to you or the couple who has the uncle Larry to put you together with them to like help like uh not mentor them but help them make it train better. them for, yeah, the, for the, train situation. Them the situation sure. is that something you've ever done or can be done or it's like really 
it's not going to work. I haven't. I've I've done some MC training for other MCs. Mm -hmm. So at this point, they have a a defined personality that they like to go with. Sure. They know how to hold a microphone. You know, yeah. basics. Um, whereas if you're talking about someone that's out of the industry, I think that that's going to require more than one or two phone calls. Okay. Okay. You know, just one of those things that popped into my sure. head. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Totally get it. But uh, there is a benefit to that because Uncle Larry is going to know nuances that I would need to spend hours with the couple sure. to understand. But sure. Uncle Larry already knows it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So we talked about having a friend or family member do it. So let's talk about the pros and cons um, of having or you or any professional MC there when we've got a wedding band or DJ. Uh, here's my first question about it. As a couple or as a wedding planner, how do I explain to the band or DJ without making them feel insulted by this? Like we are bringing, yeah. like I already just from this conversation, 100% realize and see the benefits. But I, because I am not a DJ or a band leader, don't know if they're going to be taken aback by this and feel um, like they've been slighted or sure. you, stepping you, on toes. Yeah, stepping. That's the, probably the best way to say it. Stepping on toes. So, what are your yeah. thoughts on that? It's a very understandable concern, mm -hmm. and I'm sure. I think it comes down to diplomacy, right? Like, I'm sure if it's not put in the best way, then of course someone will get upset and be like, well, I, you and I have done this for years together. What's happening now that now you're bringing in someone independently. So I totally understand that yeah. pushback you might get like that. Uh, for a couple or a planner looking to bring in an MC, I think the best thing to position it with a band or even a DJ is to say, we value your art. We understand that yeah. that is what you're here to do. Mm -hmm. You're here to sing because you can sing. Mm -hmm. Our MC cannot sing. Don't worry. <laughs> and so you can sing really well as a band leader. You can orchestrate whatever your band needs. And obviously the band can play instruments. Those are all skill sets that an MC does not possess. Well, at least I, from my part of things, I can't possess. Mm -hmm. But it's a separate role. And we want you to focus strictly on that and be at 100 capacity of that. You don't have to worry about guests coming up to you for requests. You don't have to worry about me coming up to you and telling you about cake cutting later on. That person is going to be that designated MC is the liaison amongst all of us. And that's the only person you're going to have to really speak to event day. Love that. And so I think for them, it takes a lot off of their plate. Um, in their eyes, it sometimes becomes like, oh, I have to make announcements about the car that needs to move that's parked in the wrong spot <laughs> or something. So for them, it's like, oh, I don't have to announce anything, even if they're comfortable on a microphone. Yeah. I just kind of feel like, look, if you're in the middle of an Adele song and then you have to prep uh, one of the parents that something is happening in the next five minutes, mm -hmm. you're not going to make that announcement or go prep them in the middle of a song. Right. 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 So I think it, the way to position it is to say to a band or a DJ, you're an artist and we value that art and we want you to focus purely on your form of art. And I think that's actually, if anything, a huge compliment to an artist. I would think so too. I would think so too. Yeah. And I think it's, I think also just relaying that we know and value your expertise. We want to take full advantage of that and allow you to just be there to do the part that you love the most. So, correct. Yeah. yeah. I think it's reiterated that's what like, you said. 
if uh, I was at a conference years ago, and I so I go to a lot of entertainer conferences because I don't know if you know this or not, Kelly. There's not a lot of MC conferences. There's specific <laughs> to just MC. there would be but, what so I go to three of, of you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we go to a, a few conferences, and primarily I'll hit up maybe an entertainment conference or entertainers conference every now and then. And we were in a, a setting where there was like a Q and A, right? Mm-hmm. And and one guy gets up and he goes, you know, I do a little bit of MCing, I do a little DJing, I'm a dancer, I do a little photography. And in my eyes, I'm like, well, he thinks this is great. He thinks he's offering so many different added value propositions. But it really just kind of becomes like jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. And it's just like, well, what do you do? You're literally like you're DJing and you're with with the other hand, you're photographing the wedding. Like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. That can't possibly yield a good result. So I just kind of feel like even if you are practicing as a band, I don't know if they're practicing like. Salad's not out yet, so we're going to enjoy a couple more sets of dances. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? I don't know. They're not practicing fire situations. Yeah. They're practicing the songs, which is what they should be practicing. Do you, um, it's, how do you communicate with the, with the band? And the, you know, because I, when I am doing it, I'm often screaming at the top of my lungs or trying to mouth something or writing something on a Sharpie on like a post-it note and holding mm-hmm. it up. Is that how it usually goes with you or is there a different kind of setup? There's a different setup and I'm going to reveal some insider secrets if that's okay. This is where the listeners get a little taste of what happens behind the scenes. Okay. So I have the luxury, the extreme luxury that you and probably no other wedding professional has. If I go up on the stage or near the band leader, it doesn't seem weird because I'm the MC. We have to talk. If a planner goes up to an MC and whispers something in the band leader's ear, guests are going to think, uh-oh, what is that? <gasps> You're that so right. Right? So you have to do the, I'm, I got to write a note and I hope he reads it from across the room. If I come up to the band leader and I whisper something in their ear, it's totally fine. It's normal. He's the yeah. MC. He's, it's guiding. They're, they're both working together. Or if I do that to the DJ, they don't even know what we're talking about. That's fine. That's right. So that is the luxury that I have as an MC and no one's none the wiser. Is it, um, is, do you have, or do you often have it set up where you have like audio to audio, like a mic off the side where like a head, something so you can hear and talk to each other? Is that, or every, every now and then, but honestly, I think that kind of conflicts with so many other people having that. Okay. So it really just kind of comes down to. I'm going to come up to you. I'm going to tap you on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And when you are ready, you will look at me. Okay. So we we pretty much just have determined. It, it sounds like a very primitive sort of thing, but it works. Right. So you, are you in touch with the band leader DJ prior to the date? Or is it when you guys get there, you, you like. Oh, no, totally. There's a lot of preparation involved. Okay. Beforehand. Okay. So part of it is to your point about me saying this is what I plan to do. So already that negates any kind of like stepping on toes mm-hmm. concept. They already know their guard comes down after I explain what I'm there for. Okay. And then from there, I'll say, this is what I like to do. Does this fit what you, you like to do? Because I, I like to do certain things that aren't necessarily quote unquote traditional, but I feel like it works better. So once I get that okayed, obviously from the planner, because mm-hmm. that's the top person that needs to okay. It. Yeah, we the are. No, working. <laughs> there you I'm go. No, and, but it's true because you work, <laughs> but you've brought us in and you work with the couple. So right. you understand the couple better than everybody. And I always say a good planner will gather the dream team up. Mm-hmm. And 
that's self-aggrandizing. We're all the part of the dream team. Mm-hmm. But still, I kind of feel like you guys will gather us up and you'll give us a rundown of everything you know about this couple thus far. Right. And then after we get more information, we'll take that back to everybody else. So it really becomes like a really big team effort where there's this going back to that we're in an advertising office and there's a big chalkboard mm-hmm. and we're all writing stuff down. And then even though I find out some piece of information that is super irrelevant to me as an MC, mm-hmm. it might be relevant to you down the road as a planner. I don't even care if it's about their like offboarding gift, but it meant something for you. Yeah. And that was a piece of information you got through all of us coordinating. Sure. So to go back to event day, the communication is once it's already been established, like they know I'm coming in, they know who I am, they know what my process is. Now I could go up to them and say, I know I wanted to do cake. Uh, let's say it's something super untraditional. I, we, we know we wanted to do cake right before parent dances because they wanted to push cake all the way up to the front, mm-hmm. but they changed their mind. So we're going to now push it back to right before dessert again. Like those are kind of things where we can coordinate the planner, okays it, puts a stamp of approval on it. And I can, within a matter of minutes, let the band leader or the DJ know what's happening. And again, it comes back to that. I'm going to tap you on the shoulder. I know you're in your zone. So whenever you feel like you can make eye contact with Mm -hmm. me, do it. We'll talk and we're good to go. Do you ever get hired by the band leaders or DJs? Yes and no. Um, yes. So the it's, answer is yes. I mean, it's yes, happened but, before is what I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, it definitely, I do get hired by the, uh, specifically DJ companies. Mm-hmm. So here's what I've noticed with bands and DJ companies that train their people specifically, admittedly, they don't like me coming in because then I'm going outside of what their guys have been trained on, sure. what their guys and gals have been trained mm-hmm. on. So if it's somewhere where like it's a band that is accustomed to coordinating with different talent Mm -hmm. or it's a DJ company that comes in and does production, but is accustomed to coordinating with other types of talent, Mm -hmm. that's a little bit more feasible. And that happens a lot, whereas opposed to a company that has everything in house, because there are a lot of companies that do that. They have bands, they have DJs, they have MCs, they do lighting, you know, all the whole production process. Mm -hmm. So if they're doing that, I'm most likely not being brought in because I'm not part of their exclusive staff. Sure. Okay. Um, but I mostly work with and coordinate with people who are um, open to collaboration. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I just, I understand oh, if yeah. someone's a one-stop shop, totally that's, get that's it. good. That's great. Totally get it. I still keep going back in the, you know, to the back of my mind going, this just has to make it so much easier for bands and DJs to be really, really good. Like focus on reading the crowd and like, no, like being able to set up the music. I just, I think about the time it takes away from that brain stall for them so they can mm-hmm. just be creative. I just yeah. see this like really, truly changing the whole reception. And for like, not even how much better it is for the couple and the guests having you there and making, adding the special touches. But I would imagine the band or DJ is way better because that has been taken away from their brain. Capacity. Like it has opened yep. up so much space for them to yeah. be able to provide a even an even better entertainment value. Like just be, I mean, I am just like seeing all the benefits here. All of it. 
and it's and it's not to say that a band leader or a DJ isn't capable or isn't even no. possibly a really good MC. Because I'll be honest, a lot of who I've learned from, a lot of my mentors and colleagues are really good MCs, but they also happen to DJ yes. or be band leader. Yes. So what I've come to the conclusion of, just focus on one per event. So if you love DJing, DJ that event. And if you really love MCing as well, bring in a DJ and then MC the next event. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's kind of like, look at award shows. They all have hosts. You can do an award show without a host. Oh, yeah. You can, in theory. Yeah. Um, I think the Oscars tried it. I don't know how well that went, but like, it's just... <laughs> it's not as good. It, it's doable. It's not no, as but good. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. have a host. I also feel like if you're like a really quality DJ and you're a quality band and the couple's excited and the planner's excited and like they've been talking you up to the guest, Bon Jovi doesn't introduce themselves, <laughs> right? Someone introduces Bon Jovi, right? I mean... <laughs> like. Or yeah, you brought up the perfect example because like, I don't know, I can't remember if it was the Emmys or Oscars or Grammys or whatever, but Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Yeah. Those, what, did you remember which one it was? Was it Oscars or big Emmys? Gold, Golden Globes? Uh, was, I think it was Emmys, Golden Globes. Yeah, what, I think what, they've done a lot. They've done a lot together. But they they were like two or three of them. Like, mm-hmm. They, it was incredible. And, and I can't remember anyone else that was there, but I remember them and how incredible right. they were. And they only pop on stage, you know, like what, four times the whole thing. And then you have all of the people that actually give out the awards. It makes so exactly. much more sense. You pull them out. Um, who was another really, Jimmy Fallon did really good. Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, who's the guy? Chris Rock was Chris doing for Rock. A while. Yeah. The yeah. guy from across the pond. Um, Oh, Gervais. Uh, Gervais, yeah. You know, so yeah, there's, Gervais. there's, it's, you kind of want to, I almost want to say, you can't say host for the evening, but you kind of fulfill that role, you know? And yeah. when you lay it out like that, like that is even more explains how wonderful it could be because they add so much to that show and the shows where they did not have that. It just didn't feel as cohesive, you know? It just felt very... Exactly. A little bit more choppy, you know? Yeah. So to say. So... But I'm sure you've seen, like, a really quality DJ that can also MC well, but it's one person. So going Mm -hmm. back to the choppiness, it'll be someone who has to run away from the booth, do something, do a formality, or... or I always think, like, even if you're a one person, you should be outside the booth, the DJ booth. You need to be outside that area. Even if for cake cutting, you should be near there to help set something up. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying touch the cake. I'm not saying touch the knife or any or the plate. Yeah. But you should still be there. So you're creating that moment. And you're the pulling the attention there. there. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And then I just kind of find it funny where even I have this argument with many of my mentors who taught me a lot of what I know. And I just go to them like, how silly do you look running back to the DJ booth? You know, like I know you can time the song perfectly. Oh, yeah. And I know, and I know, like you can rock it when you're out there and you can rock it behind the turntables. But that little, like, clumsiness of just those little moments, that's why I always feel like you got to have multiple people. You're just making me think of all these little things that I never really paid attention to before. Artem, that's a perfect example of when the microphone has to be handed off to the, um, the host for the evening, you know. Right. Or whoever's toasting. Yeah, yeah. Whoever's toasting. There's the bring the mic out to them, explain to them, hold it in the middle and stand here if you can. Don't go near the speaker. Da, 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 you know, like all of those things. 
That was uh, Lance, I think. Oh, you yes. Guys through that. that was a great lesson. And I think what Lance and I do uh, similarly is we talk to anybody who's toasting beforehand. I like to get their numbers and talk to them. And then I pull them aside during cocktail hour mm-hmm. and run them through. Yeah. And I'll say things like, don't bring your phone up. So, uh, you know, bring your drink up. So that way, when you have to hold your microphone and you have to hold a piece of paper or a note card, you don't have any more hands left. Yeah. I, as an MC, can hold your drink. Typically, they'll probably give you the drink and you don't know what to do with it. It's always me holding the champagne off to the side because I realize they forgot it, which is 90% of the time they forget the drink. And that's okay. But at least you're there. But it would look better if it was you. It could, you know I mean? Because then they can hand me. It wouldn't even look bad. You and I both look pretty good. Let's not do that. But, let, <laughs> but what I mean in all seriousness is you're the planner holding it. But if it's handed back to the MC, I can get the microphone back yes. seamlessly. Yeah. You get your drink. I get my microphone. Done. Yes. Or I usually have a microphone in my back pocket. So if they go to hug the couple mm-hmm. and they have the microphone, they forgot to give it back to me. I have a second one and I say, give it up for Jessica. And we're moving through that process like the transition is happening right right i gosh arnim thank you so much was there any other points that you wanted to bring up that i that we didn't should we focus on a should we focus on a con oh probably you know i hate the con we should do a con okay what's what's in your head it's it's a separate line item right it's a you have to justify the price point you have to justify the fact that it's a separate person and then you think i think a lot of people think that if I can get away with a minimum amount of oration or a minimum amount of announcements, mm-hmm. or you're not necessarily always considering pacing and flow, or a lot of people feel like their venues help take care of that, that's all very understandable. Um, and it is, it's a separate line item. So yeah. if you're looking at more of a, a budget process, right. where like you're a bit more budget conscious, right. I fully understand that that might be one of the things that doesn't make the cut on the list. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that's where someone convinces you to please just help my uncle Larry out and talk to him for right. a few minutes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I would say if if your concern is budgetary, I would say before going to Uncle Larry, talk to your band leader yeah. or or your DJ. Well, um, they can handle it. I think that when people are doing Uncle Larry, it's because it's tradition for them. Like that's I feel way, bad for anybody that literally is Uncle Larry or has an uncle named Larry. We should have used fourteen different names just so it's okay. Could, I mean, we're we're deeply invested in Larry. Now. I no, we can't back out of Uncle Larry. In fact, I should probably title the episode "Professional MC oh. versus Uncle Larry." <laughs> that's great. <laughs> but I I I don't know. I have to get a little. Well, we'll have to think about that. But um, yeah. So what? We're not, although we are alleviating some of the work that the band or DJ, the band leader or the DJ would have to do, their price would not be, I can't see that it would ever be adjusted because we have a professional MC there. So we're adding an additional line item. You're not losing, you're not going to be able to take away costs from the band leader or DJ. How much would you expect you know, throughout the country and, you know, not necessarily just like, oh, I charge. If someone was going, is there a big price point difference? Like, do you, I don't know how many of you there are in the country. I mean, are there right. 20 of you? Are there three? And is there, you know, is it by the hour? Is it like a package thing? Does everyone do it differently? 
I have a lot of yeah, questions. that's, I guess, the tricky part to answer that question is that everybody does do it differently, similar to a band. If okay. you ask, how much does a band cost? How much does a DJ cost? You can walk into a restaurant and say, how much does dinner cost? And they're going to be like, yeah, you got to tell us what you want. Yeah. Um, so it really comes down to, I guess, to your point, region, mm-hmm. you know, where you are regionally. Okay. It comes down to what type of, obviously, skill set, but what, what type of experience you're looking for. Okay. And then it, it's also going to come down to business practices, like who decides to, it, because it's the service industry. Sure. So I'm sure you can find someone who will do it for uh, a pizza. Yeah. And maybe so on the other side of the spectrum, someone who is, who is charging, you know, 500,000. Yeah. It, it really depends on what their business practice okay. is and, and what they expect it to be in terms of the value. So it'll be clear, you know, you travel, I would imagine. Okay, so imagine all, probably most MCs travel. I would have to imagine because I, I am. How many of you do you think there are? I mean, do you have any idea? That's a great point. In terms of anybody who's exclusively emceeing, mm-hmm. I, I as far as I know, there's like three or four of us in the country. That's what I. Thought. I'm sure there's. Yeah, I'm sure there's more that I just haven't connected with. Sure, but let's say it's. Even if it's double digits, it's still pretty low, right? Like even if you're talking like 15, 20. Okay. Compared to how many DJs there are, how many bands there are. Okay. So Um, so, here's my question for it. Yeah. How does one find a you if they can't have you? Like what do they Google? (laughs) Because (laughs) that that's exactly where I would turn for this. Like, yeah, uh, our listeners could clearly just, that's the easy button, call Artem. Here's our guy, but let's say you're not available, or they want someone really local, or maybe you're out of their price point, or just not a good fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or personalities don't match, and it's fine. It's totally all good because there are a lot of what we've talked about before. Is there's a lot of different markets and there's a lot of different personalities. You know, people always conjure up that that quote unquote cheesy MC, Mm -hmm. where people define it as someone who does the game show host voice. Right. And right. so it says, all right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to. And I always look at that and go like, it's subjective. It's an art like anything yeah. else. It doesn't mean they're bad. What I think is a bad MC is someone who doesn't remember the couple's name. Yes. Right. For someone who says, put your hands in the air 600 times and leans on ladies and gentlemen 700 times a night. But if someone is just offering up a different style, it doesn't mean that they're bad. It just means it might not be a fit for you. Yes. And vice versa. Somebody that may not feel like my my style performance stylistically is refined elegance. Mm-hmm. It's not what everybody always wants. So if you're looking at an, an MC option and it's not necessarily whether it's me or whatever it may be as far as regional, I think your first option should be your planner. I would reach out to the planner mm-hmm. if you have one. Mm-hmm. And see what options they're able, because that's really at the end of the day, the planner is able to to bring in the different options. Yeah, and I think because the planner also at that point knows your personality, they're going to know what might be a good fit. Yes. So if you come to totally Kelly, for example, and tell her, and then if somebody comes to you and says, "I want this, this, and this," you might look at all that and go, "I do know Artem's an MC, but uh, I don't know if personalities will match her. This isn't yeah. exactly what he it does, or this isn't stylistically what he's looking." what they're looking for. Right. And that could be a conversation between you and I, and then I could just confirm like, yep, not what yeah. I would want okay. to do. <laughs> but, but um, I think if you don't have a planner, there's always uh, the option to turn to your entertainment provider because a lot of entertainment providers either have MCs on hand. Mm-hmm. So if they have a 
like we were talking before, a DJ who also slash MC. If you know that you want that role to be separate after this conversation, hopefully mm-hmm. everybody has that epiphany, like these are separate roles. You can turn to your entertainment provider and say, I want the DJ that I want, but I also want an MC. So who of your other DJs is also a really good MC? And then kind of mix and match. Oh, okay. That's what you meant by that, where they have yeah, or you can them you can within go to the your, company uh, band. Exactly. And Got I know it. bands bands also have options. I know a lot of bands have band liaisons. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of like an MC, but without the vocal representation. And it's more so just running running around yeah. amongst the, the other event partners, which is also a nice benefit to have. It's definitely, but, I can tell you, the planners love it. I love those people. Yeah, totally. But I see so, so much more with what you're talking about. It is, but you could also say if uh, you're getting a band and you say, I want a specifically designated MC, they might pull one of their people that they've trained to be an MC Mm -hmm. and say, this will be your designated MC. Okay. So if I can help bands even sell that, I'm I'm happy because then at least I'm helping people understand that it's a different role. Right, right. Oh my gosh, Arden, this is so good. I, you know, I say this so often when we're recording these episodes that I get on and I think, this is going to be 20 minutes. Like what could we possibly talk about? <laughs> and then I look at the time and we're in an hour and yeah. it flew by because it's just so great to learn about these things and really kind of debate out, you know, what, what are the, the good, the, what are the benefits? What are the cons? And there, the, I really truly feel like the only potential con which is not really a con it's just maybe hesitation is it within you know budget can we add this yeah can we add this line item in but i see so many benefits to it so many pros and um i'm i'm really excited to know and learn about all of this yeah i think if anything the only other if we're gonna say con uh time just just the research of finding out who's going to be that person who you want as your vocal representative, because that's a huge responsibility. Yeah. Oh, and let me ask you this. When, like you were saying that um, you have to put some time aside also to learn the couple, like learn mm-hmm. how much time of, a, how much time investment is there? Because they're still going to have to have the meeting with the band. You know, totally. to go through the music. It'll be a much shorter meeting because they're only right. talking about the music. But exactly. I would imagine what that part they're pulling away from them is much more substantial when it's given to you or to a professional MC right. because you have so many questions you're going to ask to, like you said, learn about why grandma's special for the cake cutting you know exactly um so what kind of time investment are you talking about there so again i'll I'll let in some insider secrets i typically will tell my clients and um well typically the the couples i'll tell them three meetings oh and then i and then and then i know meetings and naturally we don't have to sit down physically it could be a call it could be a, a virtual meeting and then I'll tell the planner three to five. Okay. Because it might require more. Okay. Because, you know, like things change throughout the process. Sure. Right. They might think of this thing and then they, as we start asking more questions, then more things come up. I do like to talk to the band and the DJ and get music requests. Mm-hmm. Not because I will be handling them, but because they tell me something. So I'll give you a hint where I'll give you a quick story, two actually quick stories. One was 
or ceremony, which I as an MC have nothing to do with. Mm-hmm. But she wanted to uh, come out to the same song for her reception. I'm sorry, for her ceremony. She mm-hmm. wanted to walk down the aisle to the same song that her mom walked down to the aisle. Oh, that's sweet. That's very sweet. And I thought to myself, I don't know what song my mom walked down to at her mm-hmm. ceremony. Like, that means they're very close. And it also means I, my mom and I are close, but we never talked about this. Yeah. Right. So that means they've talked about this. So, like, that means this is super special to the two of them. What else could I get out of this? Mm-hmm. What other information? That means, and mom was involved in the meetings too, yeah. heavily. So I'm like, this is a, a VIP amongst the VIPs. So that also lets me know that the guests are going to know that relationship. And I need to play off of that. Sure. Um, and then the other example is I have a, a wedding couple. They have, uh, one of them has younger siblings mm-hmm. that after school, they would come home and do like a good hour of nonstop pitbull. And they, they were just dancing in their rooms and they called it pitbull o'clock. Aw. <laughs> which I thought is great. Uh-huh. And the DJ being aware of that told me, and I thought, good, because if I don't announce that it's pitbull o'clock, <gasps> that's a lost moment. That's a huge opportunity. Oh lost, my right? gosh. Right. So those are little things where like, I need to know everything coming from even the band and the DJ. Yeah. I wish you guys, this is the one thing about (laughs) podcasts because I wish you could see my face as things like this are happening. Cause I, it was like one of those mind blown where I like put my hands on my face and throw them up. Like, Oh my God, that's so cool. I mean, you know, I just see how you make just, the, I can see how you make the most subtle announcements really mean something. And even if it's right. just something that 10 people in the room are really going to get, but it's going to resonate so much. Oh, such. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. No, it's a great point. 10 people. I don't care if two people get it, but yeah. if they get it. And, yeah. and they're the ones that it really is for. Yeah. Done. Yeah. That's what we need. I love it. And I, I do want to turn back to what I once I understood what it is that you do and when I heard you say oh my gosh three meetings I'm like ooh three people like are people going to be like burn off by that and be like ah, I don't want to invest that much time but when you think sure. about it you do invest that much time with the person that is marrying you to get your ceremony done which is a 20 minute well, sometimes it's an hour if it's like mass or something like that. But yeah, most right. of that when it's mass, you don't get at any, <laughs> you get nothing about that. You're, it's no, what you're told. No. So correct in a, in a, in a ceremony, there's 15 to 20 minutes that is all about you and your relationship and your relationship with the people that are there. So for that short amount of time, if you look at that and then look at your reception, which is three or four hours long, and there's just as much said, why wouldn't you want to invest that same amount of meetings that you would with your officiant, pastor, reverend, rabbi, into your MC? Yeah. Okay. Well, I also look at it as three meetings. I can make it one long meeting. That's just very overwhelming. And also, I don't think like the creative juices flow in one sitting. Like I think as you go from, 
why is he asking me these questions? And then the next meeting, that's why he's asking me those questions. Yeah. And then the third meeting, oh, well, if we can use that moment and make it this. So I think like going back to the rule of three, like I learned about it years ago, and I think you're probably very aware of it from with your background. Mm-hmm. Rule of three essentially is actually a rule in comedy writing where like four things are not as funny as three and three things are funnier than two. Mm-hmm. So the rule and three just has that storytelling sure. kind of capacity yep. to it. So the reason for three for me is like that first meeting establishes the relationships. Like, okay, the planner has, has established that this is a good fit. We're moving forward. We had the conversation. Tell me everything you can tell me about you. I'm fully aware that they're not going to share every possible scenario sure, right, or every possible detail. They're going to go with what they're comfortable with, what they remember and what they feel is the most important thing. So at that point, that's an establishment of their vision. They're using the storyboard and they're really kind of just regurgitating the storyboard and throwing in personal stories along the way. That's really the first one. That's sort of like the establishing of the chapter. Okay. And then the second meeting is more like, okay, now that I've had time to process that information you gave me, and I didn't want to keep you for three hours. Yeah. Now that I've processed that information, here's what I'm thinking we do. You said you were very close with grandma. How about we bring her in for cake? That kind of thing. Yeah. And then that third one is, tell me exactly, is it Mike? Is it Michael? Does he go by, uh, you know, Uncle Larry, even though his name is Mike? Mm -hmm. Whatever. Like, I just need to know all of the nuances. And that's the final final where, like, if we don't talk again from now until event day, I have everything. Yeah. How comfortable do you feel? Yeah. So that's where I kind of break it up into three. If it requires more, sometimes I will reach out to parents. Sometimes I'll reach out to those that are toasting just to have that conversation. Parents love it because they love to feel involved. So if I just tell them, hey, this is what you need to do for parent dances, it's nothing crazy, nothing out of the ordinary that we don't tell them during cocktail. Mm -hmm. We don't tell them before the dance. But if they get a call a week before the wedding... It just makes them feel sure. And that's literally a five minute. It doesn't take that's every couple ever for every vendor. They love those final calls because it's a sense of peace and like, okay, we're done. We can show up at our wedding now. So one last thing. Oh, please don't escape my memory. What was that? Oh, okay. We are in these times where we have a lot of couples that are celebrating who already got married. And are just having a celebration. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there, and I don't know if you've had the opportunity to, to MC one of these events yet. Have you? Yep. You have? I have. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is there anything, any reason why it should be different or that we should, that it would be more important to have you at one of these events? Or if is anything any different from your perspective as an MC that would help things along and that because it is going to be different from a regular wedding reception because they either already tied the knot like months before, or they already had a little bit of a mini reception or now that, you know, and now this is just the big one. So any, any little insight that you can give us on that? Yeah. A lot of things come into play with that because Usually when I'll do a first dance introduction, I like to start it off with now finally sharing their first dance as a married couple, okay. right? Yeah. And clearly that's not true anymore because they've been married now for six months. I don't know where they've danced before there, yeah. <laughs> before today. <laughs> so I need to figure out ways to kind of phrase that. But my role aside, a lot of people are going with maybe for reception going smaller guest count. Mm-hmm. And that's when people start to think, well, we don't need an MC. It's a smaller guest count. Yeah. And I kind of look at it as might need it more because if you have, let's say 400 people 
it sort of turns into like a book fair where like everybody's doing their thing, but everybody's happy in their own little corner. Yeah. But when you have like 80 people and like 10 of them go to the restroom, you feel that a lot more oh, than 10 yeah. out of 400. Yeah. Right. So if anything, you kind of need to capture attention and moment and tone, set the tone heavier mm-hmm. on an 80 person wedding than you would at a 400. You need them for both. Right. To be quite honest. But like when you have that 80, you start to feel nuances much more. Sure. Than you do at a 400 person wedding. So much sense. And and that's across the board with those with weddings. Totally. The smaller they yeah. are, the more detailed you really need to be. And they're, yeah. you know, the more obvious every little thing is. So Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd say that and then just knowing that yes, you know, their guests know that they're already married. Yeah. Ultimately, at the end of the day, and I think as a planner, you'll agree that no one loves the like, I found this on pictures and this is what we have to do. Like, no, you you don't have to do just because there's a precedent for Mm -hmm. it. So ultimately, it's a party. There's no rules. Yeah. Just keep in mind that there are certain formalities that you either want or you don't want to like sway away from. And then utilizing that, we can still make it a very good personalized custom celebration. Can you help in those situations where... They're not doing a lot of those things again because they feel awkward about it because they've been married almost a year now. Like they're not doing a cake cutting and they're not doing a first dance and they're, but they're still going to do the father of the bride toast, you know, or the host toast. Um, Like there's going to do some things, but not others. Like it are, would it be your responsibility to help fill those spaces? Like, to explain those away or to somehow incorporate, you know, like, is that something that you would delve into? Yeah. Yeah. Because you have a really good point there. Cause a lot of things are being moved away from, yeah. if you will, because they, they no longer make sense. Yes. To, to yes. go off of that. Um, so it's it, really, for me, it's kind of like finding substitutes. Yeah. So yeah, maybe we won't do a cake cutting where we can incorporate, the grandparents, but maybe we do an anniversary dance where at the end we give the grandparents a gift, something like that, yeah. where we find alternatives or substitutes or not necessarily explain away why things are happening because the guests know mm-hmm. that this has already been a, a marriage technically right. for a while. It's sort of like incorporating different things where, and this is a, like a hot button for people, um, games. Personally, I don't love the concept of games at a wedding. I hate that. But there are ways, I, I would agree. However, you and I are, are looking at it from a traditional standpoint. We're like, True. this is the, they just got married like at, at their ceremony an hour ago. Mm-hmm. This is now elegant cocktail hour. And now we're moving into reception and trying to make like the most of it. I've had weddings that are extremely elegant and refined and they kept with their luxury vibe. Mm-hmm. But one of them wanted games. And it was a regional thing. Yeah. So where she's from, it's very customary. Where he's from, it's not. Right. But she won out. So, <laughs> um, but we were able to incorporate it and make it personal. So it didn't feel weird. Okay. So, good so I think yeah. there are ways to, even with like same sex couples, they've sometimes asked me like, you can't say husband and wife. I'm like, I won't. I'll use your names. It's not a big deal. Like I don't say husband and wife. I don't say happy couple. Yeah. I use names because mm-hmm. there's your people and you have names. Yeah. So things like that, where it's just tweaking a little bit, like you said, and making sure that 
everybody's comfortable, fully aware of where we are in that stage. Can I just say that every time I hear a DJ or band uh, or band leader say the happy couple, I immediately think they forgot their names. I think that too. Yeah. Every Listen. single time. And the they worst probably part is you know they didn't. didn't. They probably, they probably didn't. didn't. But in my, my head goes there every single, and I didn't realize it until you said that. But that is exactly where my head goes every single. I don't know if that's a normal thing, but that's for us. I'm sure. Yeah, you're right. It's probably just us. But but I just think like how many times can you say happy couple? How many times can you say bride and groom, bride and bride? Right. Yeah. So it's that. It's the um like so I'll I'll use a Suge Knight reference if I may, and and I rarely use Suge Knight. But do you remember in like the mid '90s when Tupac and Biggie were having their, oh, yeah. their little issue. Mm-hmm. And so Shook, I want to say it was a Source Awards. I don't remember. Shook was on stage accepting an award. Mm-hmm. And it's that infamous clip where he's like, if you don't want your direct or your producer all up in your videos, dancing, come to death row. Mm-hmm. And that's just burning my memory because I'm like, that's what a lot of people think an MC is. Like just hopping into your wedding video yeah. with a shiny ditty suit uh-huh. and like doing dances. So it's just kind of like, it doesn't need to be that. No. Yeah. Where it's not infringing upon the moment, it's enhancing the moment. Yes. I love it. Artem, thank you. I'm glad I was able to squeeze in a Suge Knight reference. (laughs) I forgot about him. I mean, there's so much like that. That's for the best. Well, yeah, it was kind of a, oh, (laughs) it's a lot. It's a lot. But I mean, it's a great reference point, you know, and, you know, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. We've been on here an hour, well over an hour, but I feel like this was all so good. It was so good to like talk through all the points of this because I don't think, I mean, within five minutes, I was convinced, but I'm glad that we talked through all of the things so everyone could really fully understand why you should and or yeah, why you should, or you know, why you you maybe you can't, maybe or you sh- or should right. not. Maybe you can't, you know. Right, um, right. But uh, you know, even just even just for the benefits of it, and to uh, fully understand what the responsibilities of an MCR, and and perhaps you can take from this if you can't have that line item, address this with your DJ and uh, or band leader, like. Okay, we heard about this professional MC and what he does to accomplish this. Is there any opportunity for us to elevate the way that you and not the way that you MC, but like make it more personal for you know for us by doing some of the things that we have learned about? So, um, and I don't know how well it's going to go over, but that's the point of this podcast is to, right. um, you know, let you know the options that are out there and to let you listen, think on it, and then take whatever actions that you want to take. So, Artem, thank you for educating us today, for the laughs. Thank you for having me. For the quotes. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. I got to uh, throw in some more analogies next time. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> thank you so, so much. And um, I hope you'll come back again. I feel, I mean, I feel like... I I know that you have so much knowledge within the the industry with you know within entertainment and DJing and and emceeing obviously so 
you know, when and if you come up with another resource that we should, you know, put out there in the world. Knock on my door. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be awesome. Okay. All right. Thanks, Arden. Thank you so much for having me, Kelly. I'll talk to you soon. I appreciate it. I'm so glad to be able to share my wedding experiences and expertise with you and that my co-hosts are so giving of theirs. We truly do want you to have the best time at your wedding. And our hope is that this podcast is helping you to make your engagement time while planning your wedding that much easier. May I ask a favor of you if this is the case? Would you just take a moment to leave a review of this podcast on your listening platform? It helps people just like you to find the podcast and to also find out their answers so they can make decisions. I would also absolutely love for you to give this versus that podcast a shout out on your social media. You can find us at this versus that wedding podcast on Instagram. And if you would like me to help you with a specific question, a wedding decision, please, by all means, ask, send me a DM. I would love to hear from you and maybe just maybe even have you as a wedding guest on a future episode. How fun. Here's to another great wedding.